Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan here in Victoria, BC. In this program, we all discover jazz old and new together. We'll listen to a wide variety of jazz styles and I'll present different topics, giving ideas as to what we can listen for to enhance our experience. Thanks to Peterborough Independent Podcasters for hosting this podcast. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. Today, the last of my four-part series called Real Book Obscurities, recordings of lesser-known tunes found in the Jazz Student's Bible, the Real Book 6th edition. I'll be playing two pretty long recordings today of 9 or 10 minutes, but they're both great. I'm playing them because I really enjoy listening to them. Let's start with the first one, The Intrepid Fox by Freddie Hubbard. I tried playing it from the real book chart and gave up. The middle part, where he goes into this long line of suspended chords, ended up being too much for me to figure out. So I went to the original recording, just to see what is done there. It's from Freddie Hubbard's Red Clay album of 1970, with Chick Corea on electric piano, Joe Henderson, tenor sax, Ron Carter, bass, Lenny White, drums, and the amazing trumpet of Freddie Hubbard. The Intrepid Fox.
What a fun tune. The Intrepid Fox by Freddie Hubbard. Maybe someday I'll figure out something that I can do on the keyboard as I try to play that tune. There are quite a few John Coltrane tunes in the real book, 6th edition. Some of them I love to play, and they're very tuneful and accessible. Others, not so much. This is one of the prettier ones, but not that often played, called Central Park West. Ron Drotos, in his excellent website, Journey Through the Real Book, where he goes through the real book in alphabetical order, talking about and playing each tune, refers to Central Park West as training wheels for giant steps. Coltrane wrote Giant Steps in 1959 and Central Park West one year later. Where Giant Steps was played really fast, Central Park West is a ballad. Another difference is that Giant Steps' chord progression and key changes are related to each other through major thirds below. In Central Park West, they are minor thirds above. Here is the original recording with John Coltrane on soprano sax, McCoy Tyner piano, Steve Davis on bass, and Elvin Jones drums, released in 1964. Central Park West. Thank you. 
one notable thing about the real book version of Central Park West is that it only gives you half the tune. If you go to another publication called the Just Jazz Real Book, published by Warner Brothers, you can find the whole piece. All right, let's change moods a bit. I was really surprised to see this next tune in the real book, because I never knew that it was a standard. I had heard it in my youth on an album I had by a singer I liked named Lana Cantrell, who recorded six albums between 1967 and 1969, then retired from show business and became a music entertainment lawyer. I always thought this song was really weird, but it haunted me. From the And Then There Was Lana album of 1967, here is I'm All Smiles. Now let me play you a jazz version of that same tune, written by Michael Leonard and Herbert Martin, an absolutely lovely solo recording by New York pianist George Cables. I'm all smiles.
I'm sorry, I like you. Unintentionally, I said it was a solo piano, but uh, there is a very fine bass and drums on that too. Uh, the drummer is Victor Lewis, and the uh, bassist is Essiet Essiet. And that's from 2018, a George Cable's album. All right, next, as I play some various versions of some of the more obscure tunes within the Real Book, 6th edition, I came across this one by guitarist Wes Montgomery, which he wrote and first recorded in 1962. It's a jazz waltz that nicely combines blues and jazz. Surprisingly, I couldn't find any other recordings of it that were made in the 20 years since he first performed it. Even though Montgomery as a guitarist has been such an influence on other guitarists, such as George Benson, with his playing melodies and improvisations in octaves. However, in the 1990s and so far in the 21st century, there have been a few recordings of this tune. Most recently, this one I'm going to play from 2017 by Christian McBride's Big Band. Here is Full House. Thank you. 
Nice sounding recording, eh? That's uh, Christian McBride's big band, his version of West Montgomery's Full House. All right, I realize that this next Chick Corea tune from the real book isn't particularly obscure. In fact, I've found 34 different recordings, some using the lyrics written by Neville Parter and others just playing it instrumentally. It was first recorded by Chick Corea and Gary Burton, and Stan Getz also did a wonderful version that was released, I believe, after his death. It's called Crystal Silence. I'll play a short vocal version by a Prince Edward Island singer, Teresa Doyle, who sings traditional folk music as well as jazz. I met Teresa when I lived in the Yukon, and she had lived there as well, and performed at the Frostbite Music Festival and other Yukon festivals. She was most recently a Green Party candidate in Canada's federal election. Here she is with the late pianist Doug Riley, best known for heading the band Dr. Music, Chick Corea's lovely Crystal Silence, performed by Teresa Doyle and Doug Riley.
I mentioned I had two very long tracks I was going to play today. Here is the other one. Not something I thought I would enjoy as much as I have. It's by one of the best-known purveyors of what is called free jazz, Ornette Coleman. Now, don't let that turn you off. After all, how can a tune be truly free jazz if it has a lead sheet? I mean, if you felt you had to follow it, that would restrict your freedom, wouldn't it? I look at the lead sheet to Broadway Blues, and other than it switching back and forth between 4-4 and 6-4, it looks pretty simple and rather repetitive. Broadway Blues is a composition of Ornette Coleman's that has become a standard and is a key work within the free jazz movement. What makes it free is that even though there is a standard melody and chord sequence, the improvisations were totally free with no requirement to follow anything that had been written out, not the sequence, the melody, or the rhythm. Yet, ironically, many of Ornette Coleman's improvisations end up being quite tuneful. Let's hear his performance from 1967 of Broadway Blues. Ornette Coleman on alto sax, Dewey Redmond on tenor, with Jimmy Garrison bass and Elvin Jones on drums. I think you'll find it catchy and accessible.
So who'd have ever thought that something in the free jazz genre could become an earworm? All right, moving on. Somewhere near the end of the real book, 5th edition, under the U's, is a Billy Strayhorn composition called Upper Manhattan Medical Group, or UMMG. It was written in the late 1940s and premiered in a 1954 Duke Ellington concert. And uh, the best-known version is on a 1959 Ellington album called Jazz Party Album that featured Dizzy Gillespie. The title was the name of the medical practice of Ellington's physician. That being said, I'm not going to play the Ellington version. I found a great version by Cuban-Canadian pianist Delario Duran from 1999 with Jane Bennett on flute. They've added a Cuban rhythm, and it sounds great. Also playing are Robert Ocapinti on bass, Horatio El Negro Hernandez on drums, and Rodolfo Rodolfo Valdez on conga. Here is UMMG.
Ending today's episode of Discovering Jazz with some early Miles Davis from 1953. It's a tune written by trombonist J.J. Johnson. It's entitled Kilo, spelled K-E-L-O. It's in the real book. Again, probably not one that gets played very often. The real book version even has a kind of an arrangement, so it's taken the fake book idea up a few notches. I'll play the original version features Miles Davis on trumpet, J.J. Johnson trombone, the recently deceased Jimmy Heath on tenor sax, Percy Heath bass, Gil Coggins on piano, and Art Blakey drums. You've been listening to Discovering Jazz, a podcast hosted through Peterborough Independent Podcasters. My name is Larry Sadman. Tune in next week, and I think I'm going to talk about Jazz and Black History Month. Bye for now. Thank you.